hey kids, you uh, you trying to get into Segment City? Well, you really shouldn't, because Segment City is a mature podcast, and listener discretion is advised. I'm just trying to look at, I know I'm in an alleyway, I know, I know how I look, but I got some fireworks for you kids. I got snakes and I got sparklers, that's all I got. Oh, don't give me that. I'm a little bit sleepy. You've, we've li- um, I, I feel yeah. like there's, there's only so many times we can start an episode with you going, there's a hard cap on it and we're approaching it pretty fast. Are we treading ground that we've already <laughs> tread, young man? Yeah, we want to be careful that the listeners don't think that they've already listened to this episode. But it's, you, know you know what? what? Every single episode of ours is the same. The same I don't thing, know what yeah. to tell you. Yeah, you know what? You should feel free to express yourself. If you're feeling tired, yeah. you you go ahead and tell me. Oh, I'm going to tell you exactly how tired I am. <laughs> I had some pulled pork for dinner. Uh-huh. And it's weird because it just kind of wiped me out a little bit. Uh-huh. <laughs> you ever Have you ever had food that really just, you eat it and you go, oh, dang. And I'm not talking about turkey with tryptophan or whatever. I'm talking about just any Pulled food. pork is one of those meals where you eat it and you're like, well, I ought to eat some vegetables at some point to make up for this. No, the South has proven <laughs> no. that you don't need to, and barbecue in general. The South has proven it- that if you just put enough corn with with uh, cream in it, that'll apparently make you survive just about anything you do to your body. It'll make you faster. It'll. As a, and the Southern people are very quick as a people. <laughs> Is that a fact? Quick. They're to, the quickest out of quick. Yeah, to, quick to judgment. <laughs> gravy biscuits and gravy actually makes you quicker you think it would make you slow right and then a bunch of sweet tea would make you even slower but and you're just you kinda, scoot oh, to the bathroom my. you absolutely fly yeah, you to can, the bathroom <laughs> and that's just how you win races right you put a bathroom at the end of the race the south actually was where carbo loading was invented that's a that's, mm-hmm. a that's a real fact from segment city it's a, <laughs> it's a real i don't think we fact. should be i'm i'm going to accept this fake news because it validates your lifestyle. It's, it's, it's very no, but it's it sounds very fake. So I'm it's explicitly pretty fake. That. All right, all right, all right, right. Yeah, you know what? Uh, you know what else is fake in Segment City? Segment City. You know what else val- validates my City. lifestyle? Segment City. Segment City. Yeah. My name is Will Kane. That's when you say your name. Oh, I thought you were going to say I'm the something of something. Usually, you say that. Oh. I'm I'm Theo yeah. and I'm I'm the gravy running down your shirt that spilled yeah that's me right there you lick me up (laughs) and i'm a big biscuit i'm a big biscuit and this is a show in which theo and i dumpster dive through the internet we go through a lot of fun app websites when we find the the little treasures the little trinkets Ooh, i found a ring whose ring is this that's a ring don't lick it please who would throw a ring in the garbage Anyway, let's start with Will talking about what he wants to yeah, <laughs> a few movies and things that he's seen. With Will on his high horse, our favorite. Will on his high here. horse. Yeah. No, I just wanted to. to there's I. I have taken a little bit of time for myself, Theo. Oh, treat I'm yourself. taking Ooh, a little bit. Little spot of day. time. And guess what? I'm watching. I'm watching stuff now. 
I'm watching. Were you not watching? You say that a, that's different. It's a big lifestyle change for you. Before you it, weren't, you had your eyes not, closed. You were woke now. It wasn't <laughs> big woke consistent. Boy. Okay, I'm I'm allowing myself to watch cool things. Okay, uh, and I wanted to talk about a few of them. Yeah. Okay. I watched Encanto. Uh-huh. Have you seen Encanto? No, I have not seen Encanto. Do you have any interest in Encanto? Well, I liked Coco a lot, and the animation style struck me as vaguely similar. So yeah, I'm, I'm vaguely interested in Encanto. Did you? I'm big, um, big, big fan of Coco. Did you enjoy the music from Moana? You know, I'm going to out myself here. I haven't seen Moana. I say that in a low tone. I can't believe you. I can't believe you'd do that. You know why I haven't seen Moana? Why? was because, you know, I just happened to not have seen it when I was in college. It came out when we were, I think, in our senior year of college. And then yep. I said that I hadn't seen it to my acapella group. When I was in college, I was in acapella group, and, and they, they were the thing. they were so aggressive about berating me that I took us. I I said this is the hill. I said this is the hill. I was no, forced that. into that's, this position. That's fair. I I haven't played Undertale mm. because it is so highly recommended. Right. It can never live up to the hype. That being said, the the amount of ber- berating I've gotten has significantly decreased, and I would be open to watching Moana now. Moana's good. I mean, yeah. it's it's feels standard. Yeah, uh, but but Encanto feels is weird. It's a weird plot mm. because it's basically like there's a living house, which is the coolest part of the film, mm-hmm. because the house will like tell people it's like time to do things it, it's by smart like house. having the tiles like move a alarm clock that's going off. Hmm. Like it does like fun little tricks. It'll make the stairs like a slide, and you but you expect that kind of stuff. But also. All the people that live there as part of this family have superpowers. Okay. Is that connected to the one. house? Is that connected to the house at all? Or Yeah. It's, it, the, it's weird. Is it possible <laughs> that the house is another member of the family and that and it's how superpower is being a house? It's kind of, imp- I mean, the I don't know if this is a spoiler, but the, the like inciting why there's a magic house there is because the grandmother's like husband sacrificed himself when they're running away from like revolutionaries or something like that or like the police okay and he gets killed and then magic happens and then they're they had a house so it's kind of implied that the, the granddad weird. is the the house I, they but they don't say that he's the house that's but not, he's not the house <laughs> okay he's like sacrifice so i don't know but anyway it's kind of like harry potter it, and the ferret sacrifice it's all about love it, he gets to live the music the the movie is a musical and I kept on forgetting that it was a musical until somebody it started singing. breaks into song, yeah. And That's I the go, best kind of oh, musical. Right. Oh, right, 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 right. But the songs are good. Like, it's written by Lin-Manuel Miranda, who did Moana's soundtrack, too. And Hamilton. And, like, Hamilton and stuff. Um, and he knows how to make, like, Disney pop songs. Yeah. And it's, like, I'm like, you have it to a science where this is a fucking earworm. Yeah. So much so that I think it was, like, in the top town of, like, something. Yeah. Like, yeah, he he's a masterful at, at creating earworm songs for sure. But the but I got <laughs> by the end of the movie, it was one of those things where it ended, and I was like, the main crux of the plot, like the conflict in the movie, is just people being assholes to each other. Yeah, and the stakes were really weird. <laughs> and that's my like vague review of Encanto was like it was cute and it had good songs, but but ultimately the, the, the plot the logic was material was weird. Yeah. I was yeah, I was like because yeah. Um, and then I watched a few other movies. I watched Day of the Dead, mm, which is mm-hmm. one of the Romero zombie movies. Yeah, and Romero, right? I loved it. Is it before Dawn of the Dead? 
No, it it goes Night of the Living Dead, Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead. Okay, had you seen the other two? No. Oh, I don't. You just jumped I, right I, in. I just got in a mood. Yeah. I, okay. I, because because I knew a little bit about the plot of it, which is basically like it's kind of eighties. Yeah. And um, it's basically I would call it like post post apocalypse. Okay. Because it's they've been this group of like military people and scientists have been in a bunker for God knows how long. And they start with like them on a uh, helicopter going to a city just to see if anyone's alive in like Miami or whatever. And they call and there's only zombies. Yeah. So it's like super, they're just like, and so they just go into this bunker and they just go insane. Like it's just people (laughs) (laughs) that are actively breaking down. Like you enter the, the thing with the characters and you're just like, everybody is, is going crazy. Hmm. And you're watching their mental state like deteriorate. Sounds fun. And it, it's not, it's not, it's not, it's fun because the main like military asshole guy is one of the best yellers I've seen in a movie for nice, a while. Nice. Where he's just, like, some of the lines he says are just like fucking insane. I love them. But the movie, it's so brutal. I almost threw up at the end. No way. There's some kill scenes that I was like, this is. Because when you hear the term ripped apart by zombies in movies, you think of like, there's a scene in Resident Evil, one of the Resident Evil movies, where a woman just get, kind of gets surrounded by zombie children. And then they like, it almost like pans over away. And you're like, oh, she was ripped apart by zombies. You watch people get ripped apart by zombies hmm. in like practical acts. <laughs> and it's fucking gross. It's so fucking I was disgusting. Gonna, interesting, interesting. I was going to be like, my, my take about zombie movies, I guess, is that like, some of the more campy older ones I feel like don't hold up in terms of effects as, as much as something like World War Z does or, you know, like something more modern. But no, it, I mean, because they're they put all the because the zombies, Romero zombies are just kind of they paint somebody's face gray. Like, right. <laughs> and he's kind of kept that for a while. Um, but this was just like prosthetics of people like getting ripped apart. Hmm. Like literally, like it just actually it was so fucking gross. Anyway, I don't <laughs> And then the last thing I wanted to talk about was um, I started watching a sh- show called Tron Uprising, okay. which is only one season, and it's 19 episodes. Okay. And it's a, like, cartoon thing, and it's literally just Batman Beyond. But and Tron? I'm loving it. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. Huh. It's because, but it's, it's, it got canceled, and people say it might have been on purpose, because I don't know why Disney was trying to make a Tron franchise. They well, kept, they with keep that trotting movie. out yeah. Tron. Yeah. Um, but nobody knows what to do with Tron because Tron has a weird in-between of lore of like, it doesn't have enough lore that it's super deep and you can mine from a lot of stuff, but it has just enough that you can make content based off. Of I, I think that Tron has an incredibly good elevator pitch. And then you actually are like, all right, let's flesh this out. And then you're like, but there's no depth here. It's just riding no, it's light just, bikes, and it it's like light bikes, and it's like basically humanity, but like robot voices right, a little bit, right? Like they're just people, but they live in a circuit board, which is a cool, <laughs> which is a cool, uh, you know, overlay you can put on a story. But then if you're trying to create lore around that, it feels like they haven't done it yet. That's what they're trying to do with Tron Uprising, yeah. and they're like, but it has like main villain man. And then it's every episode feels like it's like he has a big drill. And if you don't stop it, it's going to destroy everything. He's going to get into <laughs> Boston. And yeah, exactly. It kind of feels like that where it's it's Batman Beyond. It's just Batman Beyond and it's fun. But anyway, 
I just wanted to talk about those things for a little bit. I'm There's happy, no I'm happy did. thoughts. I've been <laughs> my thoughts were just about those things. Just um, no so stupid. This this might be a first ever no will stupid thought. Listeners, no, mark it down. Today's it date. We've done it before. Today's date will live in infamy. <laughs> well, well, let's 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 just move on. Let's just move on to your next segment. My my next and first segment. We're going to start off with a little a little in the news here. A little in the news. Ooh. This came out this past week. I heard about it. Headline from Food and Wine magazine. Taco Bell is starting a business school that offers real accredited courses. Taco Bell has gone <laughs> off the rails. <laughs> and they may have gone too far this time, but um, we're here to report on it here. It's on okay. the ground here at Segment City. Um, we're on the scene. Yay, we're talking to the okay. witnesses. <laughs> Uh, All right, we have a man in the field right now. Going uh, to uh, <laughs> Theo Sapakos. What what do you see out there? I'm standing here in front of the local Taco Bell University, <laughs> where students are protesting the business school. What are they actually? <laughs> no, they're not. Here we go. <laughs> oh my god, they should. With its cheap prices and late night fourth meal pedigree, Taco Bell has a long been a favorite on college campuses. In 2020, Penn State students had even held a candlelight vigil for when one of their Taco Bell locations closed. I would point out in that cell that they said one of their Taco Bell locations, implying there are more. Anyways. Mm. But what if Taco Bell was the college? This week, the Tex-Mex mm. chain announced the launch of the Taco Bell Business School, a partnership with the University of Louisville, offering accredited classes on the business of franchising. Mm. Though getting an education from Taco Bell may sound like the setup of a late-night drive through joke, the program is actually an extension of an existing partnership between the University of Louisville's College of Business and Taco Bell's parent company, Yum, which also owns KFC <laughs> and Pizza Hut. I had no Wait idea Yum Corporation. That makes sense with the combination of Pizza Hut and Taco Bell's. I mean. I guess. Yum? Yum. Is it really Yum? <laughs> what a great Yum with an exclamation point. Last, okay, cool. Launched this last year, the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence was specifically created to, quote, to unlock <laughs> opportunities in franchising for underrepresented people of color and women. Good, goodbye, Yum. Love Yum. Okay. Yeah. Uh, quote, I believe that business and educational institutions have a responsibility to work together to break down barriers and create opportunities for those who wouldn't otherwise have them, said Kathy Gossier, director of the Yum Center for Global Franchise Excellence, in the announcement. The close working relationship between Yum, Taco Bell, and the University of Louisville in- demonstrates the power of collaboration. Together, we can help people learn new skills, fuel their entrepreneur- entrepreneurial spirit, and ult- ultimately build a better future for generations. These, oh, that's nice. These, <laughs> su- these super mutant generation that's going to grow up eating meat byproducts. What lovely platitudes that they just provided us. Of course, Taco Bell's program, which will operate a six-week boot camp starting next month, will have what the brand calls, quote, <laughs> a Taco Bell twist, unquote. You know, so, okay. what's a good education <laughs> what without a, quote, Taco Bell twist, unquote? I don't, I don't like, what is a Taco Bell twist? What is that to you, Theo? I want to know. What do you think a Taco Bell twist is? Uh, a Taco Bell twist is <laughs> you turn in your, your, you work really hard, you stay up very late. You've been mm-hmm. given an assignment to write an essay on the the merits of of Baja Blast. All right. Okay. Yeah. And you you work you do your research you cite your sources and you turn it in, and the teacher looks you straight in the eye, 
and just takes ground beef and pours it all over your assignment and oh, rubs no. it into the, into the page saying none of this matters all you had to do was add add cheese to add the cheesy bad, quesadilla bad, to the to the to the to the menu and that's how you're winning the franchise wars. just keep adding tortillas it'll make it better <laughs> you see this we fry the tortillas that's how we get them You'd fry one and then you put a soft one around it. And yeah. then you, I, I think I'm coming up with, I think I could do this. You're I have to already say, too entrepreneurial for this program. It probably <laughs> would be threatened by your ideas. I, I forgot to mention earlier, but I do, uh, it does take away from it a little bit that it has like official support from an actual college. I thought Taco Bell was just starting <laughs> up a boot camp. I love that this boot camp too. It's a boot like, camp. We're going to work you to the bone. <laughs> That's right. That's yeah, destroy you and build you back up. That's right. Yeah. So <laughs> uh it says here how do we get in? Well, step 1, you have to already work for Taco <laughs> Bell. So step 1, you have to be employed. The company says that its candidates for the program are currently being sought out and encouraged to apply by higher-ups within the company. The brand says they are still in the midst of the application process and the inaugural class hasn't been finalized. That's, you know, I think maybe that's actually great. They're taking their, they're doing a little glow up for their employees. They're saying, hmm. go learn to be a franchise. You can do this yourself. You can be the big boss. You can be the one saying, bring me a bath of baked beans. I'm going to bath in the baked <laughs> beans. You can be the one who does that, does that. You can be, if I had a nickel for every time that I've had a baked bean bath. Yeah. You bring me your chorizo. I'm gonna rub it on my nipples. It feels nice. Okay. <laughs> what, is this, what is this energy? I don't know. This is Taco what Bell this franchise owner and energy. You think they're they're some kind of chorizo pervert? My passenger <laughs> seat of my car is filled with of shredded cheese. I oh just my. wheel around with it. and I take handfuls and I put it down my pants. Okay. <laughs> Sir, that's, that's the energy. Melt. That's, a... <laughs> that's the best time when it melts. It's the best time. Oh, and then I put I open up the back of my pants and I put guacamole. <laughs> and I say, and I, say I am the little go, taquito oh, no. boy. My mama calls me taquito boy. This is probably the worst character we've ever <laughs> Taquito <laughs> boy. He's, just, he's a real man. He's a village man. And he's just he's just a weirdo. I have a degree from Louisville. You can never take this away from me. <laughs> <laughs> I got a f- yes, 12 weeks of boot camp, the toughest thing you've ever seen. The Yum Corporation endorsed me, not you. Yum Corporation does sound like a future, like, terrible sci-fi. It does. It does. It doesn't sound great. <laughs> we we make soy look green. That's all but I've got from you was... in the news from, from Taco Bell. Taco Bell continues to astound and amaze. We'll keep up with him. Oh, did I also... And... Uh, have we talked about this yet? That Taco Bell in real life, is now selling a, a Taco Bell Battle Pass. <laughs> no. Did I tell you this? I didn't know about that. You didn't know in that? In real life. No. Taco Bell now Taco sells Bell? this thing called a Taco <laughs> Pass, and you can buy it for like, I don't know, 10 or 15 bucks, and then every day for 30 days, oh, you can go and get okay. one taco. That's just that's just a, subscription? a that's just a Battle Pass, my folks. <laughs> They they have a subscription. Oh my! God. They have a script. They they figure their way into the software as a service market with the subscription model. I can't. Who go over the? You get three tacos a week. No, you get a taco every day for thirty days. Every, every day, one you taco. You can roll up. You can roll. You can't accumulate. You have to up cash to it in every day. 
You have to you cash have to, it in. Okay. <laughs> you have to go there every day. I, I understand that it's a hoax because when you you're, if you're going to Taco Bell, you may as well get other stuff. So I understand that it's like it's good for marketing. But this is wild Nobody, to me. This is wild to me that that subscription model is now entering this food service. This is wild. I'm just confused because it's it's not like who's going to subscribe for that? Who is that I mean, dedicated to the bell? To get it once a day, honestly, like that is I think, the, the I think gym if, I think if I was uh, if I was a college student and there was a Taco Bell on campus, I would consider mm. this because I'm going to be there sort of regardless. Interesting, maybe, maybe. but like once a day, once and a it day. doesn't accumulate. I have that's said, like, I have said the words, I could eat a taco every single day for the rest of my life. I should have added the asterisk to that statement. Asterisk, not from Taco Bell, not from Taco not Bell, not from Taco Bell. Made by yourself or made by somebody who actually knows how to make good tacos. Now, I understand there are actually some legitimate Taco Bell fans out there, and I'm not trying to dunk on your food. I'm just saying, you know, it's not my yum, but it is your yum corporation if you enjoy that. So you go hard. We we had a friend who enjoyed Taco Bell make a Crunchwrap Supreme for ev- us for like dinner one night. And, and it was actually really good. Like, yeah, I mean, I think the, the, the concept the is sound. Yeah, the concepts concept are certainly sound. delicious. Yeah. Right, it's the execution. So the I idea of a, I would, yeah, I mean, a crunchy taco. I mean, you can't really go wrong with that. Because gym memberships thrive off of people mm. who don't use them. So is this the same? This is thing? the same thing where you pay up front, and if you don't cash in your tacos, they're winning. It's it's on you. Yeah, it's but also like, if you show up and collect your taco, you're likely to buy something else because why would you only get one taco? And then walk away from Taco Bell. So if, they're probably yeah, winning regardless. Like, well, college students. I feel like college students would absolutely. Now the question I is, can you buy multiple taco passes and roll up and say, I get three tacos every day. Here's pass one, pass two, pass three. I, would this be cost effective? Taco Bell tacos, I don't even think are very expensive. Yeah. This is like, do we talked about the, did we talk about this on the podcast? The guy who figured out that if he, he could buy like the season pass to the amusement park across the street and it came with free food. Oh, so he could eat, like, yeah, yeah go over the, <laughs> so it's like, can you hack this into actually, you know, economically mm. winning here? You, I, you probably could, but like the guy who ate at an amusement park every day for his entire life, you'd have, you to, have eat to eat taco. Bro- <laughs> <laughs> you'd have to eat the food. Right. Yes. You have to eat the food. So the only one you're conning is ultimately yourself. Super cheap food. Right. Right. Mm. Well, that comes from, what was it? Wine? Food and Wine Magazine. A reputable Food and Wine Magazine. Thanks, Food and Wine Magazine. I'm glad you had her back. all those the top top takes. Anyway, we go from in the news to in the news. Oh, my God. This is part two. Last week, I had so many wild stories that I couldn't fit them all in. So I'm just going to do the other half now. Like I said last time, I I was ramping up in craziness, so we were halfway through the ramp. <laughs> you're joining. So we are all. If you're just joining now. now, it's a good time to hop on. Yes, yeah. but before I start with like those crazy stories, I want to start with a crazy story that I found out before I did my deep dive into okay. this. Um, have you heard of the When We Were Young festival? No, tell me about the When it, We Were Young festival. It is a thing that people are. Very worried is a scam. It may be the next fire festival. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say, is it the next fire festival? It is every single like emo, um, grungy act you can think of. It is sixty <laughs> plus acts. It is sixty <laughs> sixty plus bands, Holy including boy. my My Chemical Romance, Paramore, Taking Back Sunday, um, Avril Lavigne. 
Um, there are some of these that are like a little bit more niche, so I'm trying to find ones that aren't uh like Streetlight Manifesto, I think is going like a bunch of 60 plus. <laughs> And it's like a three-day event. When you start advertising this, like to some degree, you you get to interest level. You're like, okay, yeah, some good bands. And then you keep naming them. And you're like, this now seems fake. There's no way they could pull all of this. Yes, it, it is a ton of names that ever. And also they're like, it's three bands or three, three days, I think, in three stages. Okay. So somebody did the math and they're like, okay, so if you break this down, that means every band that you have would only have like 37 minutes. Right, because if you do the math of three days, three stages, 60, (laughs) right, there's, I mean, yeah. So they're like, how could you even schedule that out? So that's obviously like fake. Right. Um, I mean, not even real, like like, not even real music festivals have 60 acts. That's insane. But I just wanted to bring this up because this is a future thing. This is happening um, in October 22nd. All right, we're going to have to keep our eyes on it. I think of 2022. Keep our eyes out for this guy. I want to see if it actually happens. I I don't think anyone's I haven't seen anything of anyone like confirming. But it is very funny to see the poster and see like all the <laughs> like emo 2000s stuff yeah. like it's like, a lot what, of pop what punk. What year is this? <laughs> yeah, it's like it's several like if Avril Levine says that she'll go, like that's a pretty big get. Like <laughs> and then all these other people if, also Hey Avril, if you could just play uh girlfriend for for 37 minutes on repeat, that would be great. We would love that Wonderful. actually. Yeah, we would absolutely love that. But anyway, here's on to the first of my wild in the news stories. This is from Huffington Post. Man tries to dodge COVID vaccine using fake arm. Oh, that's a bold. I hadn't even <laughs> considered this. This is incredible. Yeah, you can you so, put, put it right in my right arm. That's my bad arm. Now we have the, like, subheading, which the, always kind of spoils the entire... Sometimes it's, like, too much detail, and sometimes yeah. it's too little detail. Because this my is mind, my, my imagination is, like, running pretty pretty rampant with this idea. But I love this. This is, this is going to give you a summary. A dentist in Italy who needed a vaccine certificate offered up a rubber foam arm in an attempt to evade <laughs> the actual shot. His dad... <laughs> Who's this fucking dentist? He's just like, who's this I'm dentist? Be breathing into mouths. Who, let me not be vaccinated. Yeah, who's this dentist that pulls up to the vaccine clinic? Is like, clearly your right arm is a pool noodle, sir. We know mm. it's blue and and sir. and wacky and inflatable. We know. And this is not like early COVID vaccine. This was December fourth, two thousand twenty-one. This article came out. Right. So like pretty recently. Pretty recently. Um. And this is by also Hillary Hansen. Hillary, I, I want to call that out because the first line of this uh, is talk about giving someone the cold shoulder. Very fun. Very fun. <laughs> I think I think Hillary took a little bit of a liberty there. Yeah. Hillary? A man in Italy who wanted proof of vaccination but didn't want to get the shop attempted to trick medical workers using a fake arm, according to a local nurse. Nurse Filippa Bua in the city of Belia uh, said she first noticed something was amiss pretty quickly. When I uncovered the arm, I felt the skin that was cold and gummy and the color was too light, she told an Italian newspaper. Uh, She said that at first she thought he had an actual prosthetic arm and he had simply offered, accidentally offered her the wrong one. But that was not the case. (laughs) That was not the case. (laughs) She was thoroughly mistaken. (laughs) (laughs) The man was wearing a 
covering on his torso with two rubber foam arms attached. <laughs> who <had told laughs> the New York Times. The man ultimately admitted that his goal had been to obtain a COVID-19 vaccine certificate oh, you, without receiving I thought the you shot. wouldn't notice. <laughs> <laughs> that was one part that I, I feel like I read over. Two arms. Two arms, not just the one, two. But I thought it was like... <laughs> one side had like so you're a little thicker but two arms is just floppy just arms floppy. You, <laughs> are like not moving is he lo- like, is he just walking in looking like machamp like what is this deal here i get like <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> wild that he's just walking with two arms is he but pretending anyway. there sir could you uh, please please present some id Oh, uh, my pockets, they're all the way down there and my arms, they're all the way up <laughs> here. What am i going to do? The dentist's action received condemnation from officials in the region yeah, of no doubt. Uh, Piedmont, which is where Bia uh, is located. Alberto Sirio, president of Piedmont's regional government, called the attempt at deception an offense to the regional's health system. Uh, he also said that the case could be classified as ridiculous, except that we're talking about a gesture of enormous gravity, unacceptable for the sacrifice that the whole community is paying for the pandemic. I have to say, that and then it ends with the dentist may fa- face criminal charges, according to the AP. I, I do, can't just the, roll in here and pretend to have forearms, sir. This health counselor does go a little bit far. This man is obviously a goofball right. for thinking that this is going to work. And he's just like, this is the gravest, most unacceptable thing. We are making sacrifices. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> straight to jail. Straight to jail. But, but straight to jail... That is a good segue because next article from NPR, this is from October 1st, 2021, a ninja with a sword mm-hmm. assailed a mm-hmm. U.S. Army Special Operations Unit in California. They can't stop us all. At any point, <laughs> did, you, did you know where that sentence was going? No, I don't. <laughs> it's, it's one of the best because i'm just like fuck yeah dude a ninja fuck yeah, dude. uh-huh fuck where are ninja. we going uh-huh <laughs> beverly hills ninja what you can't just be a ninja <laughs> and, uh, let's get right into it what's your name and it's occupation seen- uh trevor and i'm a ninja sir you can't just that's not an <laughs> occupation this would be funnier if he had like a foam sword or didn't ha- he has a real sword so or any like, real nunchuck skills yeah 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 yes nunchucks would be awesome it seems unlikely but it did indeed happen a man wearing quote wearing full ninja garb attacked members of a u.s army special operations unit in the middle of the night in the california desert jesus christ in that's the a- desert that's actually terrifying what where is he hiding Why? in the desert Ah, <laughs> uh, yes the desert a ninja's natural habitat hey hey todd is that cactus moving? Yeah, I think he's. Is, is that? Does it? Is it? What does his arms look like? A ninja sword? Is that ninja sword? <laughs> oh, um, setting off a scramble for safety and resulting in at least two injuries. So he was successful, according to police and other records. The incident occurred a little after 1 a.m. on September 18th, when authorities in Ridgecrest, California, got word of a sword-wielding man dressed as a ninja on the loose in the in Yorkin airport in Kern County, north of Los Angeles. Kern, uh, Kern County's sheriff's de- deputies found, 
quote, the suspect had assailed a victim at the scene with a sword and thrown a rock through a hangar window, hitting an additional victim in the head. The sheriff office said on friday they don't say how big a rock though little rock hopefully little rock little rock but would it be an injury if he's just like a little pebble hits him in the head oh god (laughs) 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 you know how they have titles and articles this Mm -hmm. one says uh, like little subheading title uh, titles the article came without any warning one would hope for a ninja it's not much of a sneak attack if you yell sneak attack yeah the victims are members of the 160th special operations aviation regiment uh code name or not code name acronym is soar which i've never heard before don't you mean sword with a D? soar s-o-a-r special operations avia oh sword ninja sword, sword. you're gonna get ninja stabbed sword. by a ninja sword oh Happens all the time. That's why we called ourselves sword. Because <laughs> they get stabbed with a lot of swords. Listen, defending yourself against a ninja is in basic training, soldier. Yep. They were they were at this airport because they're doing training exercises. Mm-hmm. Um, the incident report quickly drew attention after it was posted on Instagram. I don't know why. <laughs> why was this on Instagram? It describes how a staff sergeant was smoking a late night cigarette near an airport hangar when, quote, an unknown person wearing full ninja garb approached him with a question do you know who i am the sergeant said he did not <laughs> uh sir i do not nope should i do you know where my family is oh my man god asked. this guy thinks he's in an action he's on a movie. mission he, he thinks, thinks he's, he's in an action movie. The difference is that those people have fake guns and are outside like a vague hangar yeah. that is just somewhere in Cal. This is an actual hangar with like planes and stuff, and they have guns. Do you know who I am? When the sergeant, uh, when the sergeant he said he did not know whose family is, the ninja, the person in ninja garb began to slash at him with a katana sword. The report states, adding that the sergeant's leg and phone were struck. The sergeant ran, jumped a fence, and reached a building where he joined others from his company. As he and a captain locked, locked the doors and called 911, the assailant kicked and punched the doors and windows, according to the report, which has redacted the service members' names. Wait, you're telling the me retrof- the, the military called the police? Yeah. Oh, police! <laughs> I love that this man was just like punching the doors, like, let me in, I'm a ninja! I'm a ninja! <laughs> I'm supposed to be clever, more clever than this, but you know what? Sometimes you gotta you run out of plans. They say the Ridge the Ridgecrest uh, Police Department's blotter entry for the night says a report came in at one nineteen of a suspect in a ninja outfit, complete with a sword, in an in Nokin in Airport. The report cited at least one victim. More than twenty minutes after the initial contact, the blotter says a nine one one call came from someone at the airport saying twenty six special operation members were quote hunkering down in a hangar, wondering where help is. So they're just like, hey, did you get the first one? Did you? <laughs> He's still here. Police help. Police help. Uh, th- this subtitle thing is the ninja did not obey deputy's orders. Mm-hmm. Which <laughs> that doesn't sound surprising to me. Yeah, the police officers located the ninja suspect on a nearby road. But the man, quote, refused to follow commands and brandishes the sword at deputies. The sheriff's officer said. The projectile rounds were used, but were ineffective, it added. Instead, the man ran. Um, 
when deputies used the taser on him, he dropped the sword and deputies were able to take him into custody. He was identified as Gino Rivera, 35. Rivera was arrested for- What a legend. For attempted homicide, assault with a deadly weapon, brandishing a weapon, brandishing a weapon with intent to resist or prevent an arrest. I'm glad. Along, I'm, I'm glad that this legend uh, can go pursue his dreams in prison. That's good. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Along with vandalism and obstructing and delaying peace officer from performing their duties, both the sergeant and the captain required switch stitches for the wounds, but oh, were Jesus. cleared to return to duty. So he did slice people up. That's not good. Okay, never yeah. mind. Legend status revoked. That, but it's still they don't say like there's no follow-up there's no like oh he he had there's a no mental back condition there's, there's no investigation story no <laughs> i love i kind of like that though because it's more mysterious he came out of like, the night and he disappeared just as mysteriously without investigation he didn't silently come in though because he no. said do you know who you i am <laughs> do you know what my family is do you know where my family is and he just starts going after him Jesus so he He's got to be crazy, or he thinks he's in a movie. Yeah. Probably so, the latter. Probably maybe both. Probably the latter. Okay, we have two more articles here. This one is a little bit shorter, and then followed by one that's a little bit longer. All right. This is from Huffington Post. This is from uh, December 8th, 2021. Camel beauty contest rocked by Botox scandal. Oh, my God. This is incredible. <laughs> this is so this, good. This year... Authorities discovered dozens of breeders had injected camels' heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger. So good. This takes place in Dubai, United Arab Emirates. Where else? Saudi authorities have conducted their biggest ever crackdown on camel beauty contacts. Biggest ever. Biggest implying ever. that they <laughs> that they were they more and they were smaller. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, camel beauty that received Botox injections and other artificial touch-ups. The state-run Saudi uh, press agency reported Wednesday what with kind of over t- 40 camels disqualified from the annual pageant. What other kind of touch-ups can you do? What, and also... For a camel? Is, is a big-lipped camel more attra- is attractive the right mm, word to you? Is more it, kissable. It can, attractive more, is not the right word. Is, this a, is this a kissing contest? Like, what... what First of all, I need to know, one, what are the rules by which you're judging these? Two, what are the stakes? Why are we so invested in getting our camels so pretty? Uh, if I know anything about, like, competitions and judges and stuff, there's always going to be, like, I I want to just see who the judges for this are. Right. Who who, who are just... Who put these judges man, up? Who's yeah. just, like... Mm-hmm. And he like takes the lips and he's like, not <laughs> like, plump he's enough. Them, <laughs> not, not good enough. The head is not big enough. <laughs> like, what are they? I feel like it's like, do you measure the hump? Like they didn't say hump. They said I, would, head and lips. I think if you ask me what part of a of a camel would be enhanced to try to win a contest, I would guess first off the hump. Of course. What the else hump. are you judging it's, on a camel? It's the defining. It, it might as well be a horse if it doesn't have a good hump. Yes, just so. a, a horse that can kick. Yeah. In any direction. Saudi Arabia's popular King Abdulaziz Camel Festival, which kicked off earlier this month, invites the breeders of the most beautiful camels to compete for some $66 million in prize money. Whoa. So that gives you a little incentive. Holy moly. Botox injections, facelifts, and other cosmetic alterations to make the camels more attractive. So I guess the answer is attractive. More attractive. I was right. Are strictly prohibited. 
Jurors decide the winning winner based on the shape of the camel's heads, necks, humps, dress, and posture. Excuse I me. I guess you just excuse me. Dress. Dress. Dress and posture. I. They, you could put Ooh. little things on camels. Little camel put, shoes. I. I don't think shoes, but I've seen camel people with put a little like, bow tie. Little blankies on them. Little blankie on the camel. Little, little, yeah, it is dressed for this camel. <laughs> you can get like an inflatable uh, pool donut and uh, and stick it on the, the. That's fun. Yeah. On the hump. Uh, Judges at the month-long festival in the desert, north northeast of the Saudi capital, are escalating their clampdown on artificially enhanced camels. That makes them sound oh like they're cyberpunk. God, it sounds like, <laughs> yes, it sounds like they're cybernetic camels. The official news agency reported uh, using specialized and advanced technology to detect tampering. What does that mean? <laughs> I have a scanner here, and it'll tell me if your camel has an artificial hump, and there's a guy sweating like real hard. <laughs> this radar tells me if your camel has breast implants, and guess what? It's going crazy. This, uh, do you understand what camels? They don't have breasts. They have, like, <laughs> you know what I mean. Actual boobs on them. Oh. <laughs> uh. Just, no, just magically like an idiot who's just like, I thought uh. they had tits. <laughs> what else am I doing here? If we're not giving them tits, what are we doing here? What are you? <laughs> I, listen, come on. Um, this year, authorities discovered dozens of breeders had stretched out the lips and noses of camels. Not just the, the noses, too. I guess the... I'm looking at a camel now because for some reason it has a picture of like a screaming camel <laughs> next to it. Um, but I'm like, I guess their noses are. I don't know why, but I found sim- myself like looking at this lips. picture of a camel. Let me just look at this. Uh, this year, so <laughs> uh, used hormones to boost the beast's muscles, injected camels' heads and lips with Botox to make them bigger, inflated body parts with rubber bands, and used filler to relax their faces. The club is keen to halt all actors of tampering and deception in the beautification of camels, and they will impose strict penalties on manipulators. The camel beauty contest is the heart of the massive carnival, which also features camel races, sales, and other festivities typically showcasing thousands of dromedaries. The extravaganza seeks to preserve the camel's role in the kingdom's Bedouin tradition and heritage, even as an oil-rich country plows ahead with modernizing mega projects so this is this is a nice little thing that is being bastardized by the modern beauty world i guess yes, right why do these camels what is why does by, it need to be by beautiful? botox yes good I'm why why sick. must i be beautiful i am just camel please let me be ugly and spit at you camels are a weird animal to like look at the beauty of they like can kick cat, I, they can kick in any direction. They have 360 degree kicking <laughs> capabilities. How do you know that? Do you just camel just... fact. That's a real camel, camel fact. fact. It can within if you're within 6 feet of a camel in any direction, it it'll get you. In you better any what, direction. In any direction, it'll get you. Side of you, he can just go It'll like, get you. <laughs> it'll it'll okay. whack you no unprompted. That camels are pretty tricky. Do you know who else is very tricky? Uh This is a segue. Yeah, this is a segue. I don't know where we're going, though. This is wild. Wizards. Wizards are tricky. Absolutely wizards tr- The next tricky. article from NPR. From NPR? From October 15th, 2021. A New Zealand city is taking its official wizard off the payroll after over two decades. <laughs> <laughs> this is my favorite it's article about title damn ever. time. A New Zealand city is taking its official wizard 
off the payroll. You know, again, Gandalf, we've subsidized you for long enough, and uh, we think it's time you stop mooching. I'm sending you a picture of the wizard himself, the man himself. Oh yeah, he he looks he's a wizard. He looks like Gandalf, but but more homeless and. <laughs> And a witch's hat. Yeah, he's wearing all black and has a pointy hat. And a staff, of course. And a staff. Christchurch, New Zealand is parting ways with its official city wizard after more than two decades. The name of the town is Christchurch, and you've employed a wizard. (laughs) Don't you see the problem here? I don't think any other place has an official wizard, by the way. His offensive. Okay, what do you think his crime was? Well, uh,. I mean, maybe he peed on somebody because he looks pretty homeless. His offensive remarks about women and the local government's new tourism (laughs) strategy reportedly spelled as new. I've I've never been so surprised about the existence of a job and then so unsurprised (laughs) by the, the, like, why the person got fired from the job. Marvin the Magician, we, we were paying you to just be a town mascot. And you went and mouthed off and said something bad. You yeah, had about these ladies, am I right? <laughs> you, had, on, you had the easiest job in the literal easiest job in the world. <laughs> and all you had to do is keep your big fat mouth shut <laughs> and Just not be a big and say, you couldn't even do that. Hocus pocus and bibbi body boo, and then you could like live your life, get a pension from the government for being a wizard. But instead, you decide to just be like, I've got some opinions that cannot wait. <laughs> um, Ian Brackenberry Ch- Chanel is known as the Wizard of New Zealand, apparently, even on official documents like his passport. He's what? an official, he's literally on his passport, it says wizard. Oh wizard, God. the Wizard of New Zealand. He's been on the Christchurch Co- City Council's payroll since 1998, receiving an annual salary of, guess how much he makes? It couldn't be more than $5,000 a year. I mean, it's a wizard. $16,000. $16,000 a year? Uh, which which is more than $11,000 in current US money. So <laughs> it's, I guess Nutty. we're, yeah. Uh, to provide acts of wizardry and other wizard-like services as part of the promotional work for the city of Christchurch, according Listen. to the New Zealand news site stuff. I made the dog disappear. What else? That qualifies under other wizard stuff. You stole a dog. I made it disappear. That's other wizard stuff. What do you want? It's in my contract. I like this voice for the... He's... Hey, 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 hey. hey I, I, that dog disappeared himself. You know, he, disappeared he was himself. mouthing off. Listen, anyway. you con- you contracted me for three wizarding acts a month. The dog has already disappeared. You're gonna have to wait till next month for him to reappear. All I can say is, he's safe. All right, come I back to me safe. when you got the delivery of Newt's eye for me. Okay, goddamn. <laughs> uh, so he's the official wizard. Uh, but that job title soon, like many wizards before him, be a thing of legend. Every single article we read, ha- they put in the one line joke. There's only one line of joke, and it's always a little bit <laughs> one line of joke, and it's just it just isn't nece- it isn't necessary. The quote: "The council has met with the wizard and sent him a letter thanking him for his services to Christchurch over the past decades, in informing him that we are bringing a formal contractual agreement 
to a close. They phrased it like he's an actual <laughs> wizard, and I love it. They're just like, wizard, we do not need your services anymore. Please be gone. I- I'm waiting for the next um, line of the article to be, in response, the wizard said, I'm going to fireball this whole fucking town. <laughs> in response, eat shit, fireball. Eat shit, I fireball. <laughs> uh, Said Lynn McClellan, the uh, council's assistant chief executive. So actually somebody up there. She said the final payment will be made in December. They did not need to add that detail. (laughs) He's, we're not paying him anymore. He's a piece of shit. He's a clown. The decision was a difficult one. Mm -hmm. Was it? I don't, I actually, let's talk about this. What do you think it was actually (laughs) a difficult decision? To fire this man? I think. Or were they like, oh, we, I forgot we had a wizard? <laughs> I feel like <laughs> if they what? were looking for any line item on the budget to make the tax, taxes on the citizens a little bit less, this guy was got to be the first one to go. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she, the uh, McClellan explained that the church Christ's promotional landscape is changing to, quote, increasingly reflect our diverse communities with showcase a vibrant, diverse modern city that is attracted <laughs> to residents, domestic and international visitors, new businesses and skilled how, migrant workers. How could you possibly claim that firing me is making this more diverse? You had one wizard. <laughs> now you have zero wizards. How is that more diverse? I love that. They're just like, he's just so old fashioned. <laughs> Yeah, he's a wizard. He's a wizard. <laughs> he's an old, like, misogynistic wizard. So he was yes, he bound to say be. something bad at some point. Please don't be yes, surprised. But he he's a wizard. You knew the risks when you hired him when you hired to represent yourself. <laughs> I don't when you think put, they expected him. When you him put to... wizard of the town on his literal passport, I don't know what you were thinking. You gave him too much power. I do think that they expected, like, he sacrificed a goat. As opposed to, like, you said misogynistic <laughs> statements, though. I think they were expecting something a little bit different. Yeah, a little bit. Um, they thought he'd... he'd, he'd or just, yeah. like, a mental breakdown. This is the quote that he, he said. This is a controversial quote that is attributed to him. Quote, I love women. I, for- I should do this in a wizard voice. I love women. I forgive them all the time. I've never struck one yet. Never strike a woman because they bruise too easily is the first thing, and they'll tell the neighbors and their friends, and then you're in big trouble. Oh my god! He said at a screening of the current affair show. (laughs) Yeah, he he said at a screening of the current affair show New Zealand Today. What does that mean? A screening of the current? Was he watching with people? Maybe he was there as like screenings of TV shows. I imagine that they had all gathered to watch it, and he just ran up on stage and yelled this out. I love women. I've never hit a woman yet. And then he just ran off. What a, what a week that I love women. He sounds like Trump. He's like, <laughs> I love women. He's, I forgive them all the time. It's like, yeah. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? Um, they said the council had waved them off because he didn't fit with the city's modern image, calling them, quote, a bunch of bureaucrats who have no imagination and, quote, are not thinking of the ways to promote Christchurch overseas, which might be right because, <laughs> I mean, this might be the move, though. Maybe this was the plan to get the international. Yeah. I didn't know they had a wizard until he was fired. I so just imagine like, this as the council, the, the scene from Despicable Me, where, where they're like, listen, our town is getting younger, hungrier, and younger. And you don't yep. fit as part of that image. <laughs> the the quote, then he ends with a quote, it makes no difference. I will keep going, he said. They will have to kill me to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> For being a wizard. He's, getting, he's going wizard. rogue. 
He's a he's vigilante. Yes. He's gone from chaotic good to chaotic evil. So let's get a little bit of history on this guy because we know his yes, future please, is please, going please. to continue it being be, a wizard despite we'll get, being Yes. Now it'll be a more chaotic future for him, <laughs> but it, he's gonna be it's gonna involve involve here's, wizardry. Here's, here's the thing. Is he an illegal wizard now? Is he <laughs> can, <laughs> get him, can the police like catch put the spotlight on him? Illegal in the acts of wizardry. <laughs> and he's just in an alleyway and he's just like has a little wand. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Stop right this there. <laughs> You're not supposed to be doing wizardry. And he's like, ah, bibbity boppity boo. And he just throws a smoke grenade. <laughs> runs away. Oh, God. I love this guy. Chanel's, well, I, I love him, but that he's so wild, but I don't like his remarks. I love him say in, that. in concept. All right. Yes. But we, what people we like know this, he's kind of a, kind of accept kind that of a he, scumbag. Like we said, he's just going to get, like, you yeah. don't become a wizard. Like, <laughs> you, you don't stumble into being a wizard. Um, his career spanned from academia to wizardry. Janelle's life and work were and everything in between, you know, the whole gambit. This is almost the most wild thing. Janelle's life and work are actually the subject of a current exhibit at the ongoing Christchurch Heritage Festival, which is ironically sponsored by the city council. Um, so they were they were like praising him. They had a little they had a whole thing, like, a little <laughs> shrine to him. This is our wizard. Isn't he neat? Like <laughs> this is what happens when you raise up somebody who's a kook. Yep. The event description notes that Christchurch is the only city in the world to have its own official wizard since 1982. By that time, it adds, Chanel was already become the world's first art gallery appointed living work of art. Ah. He's a living work of art. That huh. That is a lot of praise for a man who just says he's a wizard. Yeah. And everyone just kind of went, he's a fun wizard at least. Yeah. So... I don't, right. they say, they phrase this like from since 1982. I don't know if there's other wizards after, like, they're saying they're first. Yeah. But it sounds right. like they're saying Are there more the towns? Are there more towns that have wizards now? Did he start something? Oh, I, that would be love. If, if some town in Alabama just has like, I'm the wizard. <laughs> I'm <laughs> the wizard of the swamp. I'm swamp man. Lizard. I'm a living wizard. work of art, apparently. I want to be a living work of art. Quote, for 40 years, neither title and accompanying roles have been granted to anyone else anywhere in the world, organizers wrote. He not only created his own social identity, which included living in an alchemical marriage, but as an ex-academic cultural theorist and experimentalist. Wait, what is an alchemical marriage? What? I don't know what that means. Uh, He designed the existential universe he had been living in since 1972. So they're literally like, he just thought experimented himself, I guess, uh, into (laughs) being a wizard. He's so heavily invested in his own role role play that they're like, give this man awards. He's so deep. He's a cultural theorist, a.k.a. uh, a Twitter user, Mm -hmm. and an experimentalist, which is just like, what does that mean? He's not a scientist. He's an experimentalist. Does he's he got a lot drugs? of drugs? He, is it he listens like to he... a lot of Joe Rogan. <laughs> the experience. Experimentalist. Yeah, right. Um, you can read more about wizards in his own wor- words on his website, which may be a different segment. Chanel was born in London. www.realwizardsonly. Don't come here if you're not wizards.co.uk. Yeah. You're not that far off. Nice. Wizard.gen.nz. Is his website. Um, I don't know if we should officially be <laughs> telling it on the podcast, but uh, Chanel was born in London in 1932, according to biography from the Christchurch City Council Libraries. Before getting into wizardry, he spent time as a Royal Air Force navigator, studied psychological and s- s- sociality. Sociality? What? 
That's no. not a real th- word. Uh, traveled in the Middle East and taught in both Tehran and Australia. He was appointed Wizard of the University of North South Wales by the school's vice chancellor and students union in 1969. So everyone was like, wizard, wizard, wizard. you're the wizard. <laughs> He moved to Christchurch in 1974 and soon became a recognizable performer and public speaker on the city's cathedral square, where he would stand atop a ladder dressed in a long cloak and pointed a hat. So he's just up there and he's like, hey, do you want to know about wizard facts? (laughs) Do you want to look at my ball? My crystal ball. Uh, The New Zealand's government calls Chanel notable for, quote, reviving the ancient art of rhetoric and says he was, quote, most often seen in the square in Christchurch, synthesizing the ideas of famous philosophers. So far, this sounds like the beginning of, like, I listen to a lot of cult stuff. Yeah. And this sounds like the beginning of a cult thing. Yeah, like a bit. A philo- philosopher yeah, a bit. who's just like a good, charismatic <laughs> leader. It's, yeah, it's a good but thing he's... A, he's- it's a good thing he's he's chosen to be a wizard, which people can disregard as pretty wacky, because yeah. because he could have just as easily not worn the costume, and people would he would have a cult following. He could, I mean, because like Charles Manson was like a weird desert wizard, where he's just he's like, hey guys, let's go into the desert, right? Um, but this guy decided to use this thing for just standing on a ladder and yelling at people in a square. The police tried to arrest him at one point, according to the BBC, but the members of the public protested, and the square was ultimately designated an area for public speaking. The wizard became recognized as a tourist attraction, and his accolades grew from there. He was appointed the official Archwizard of Canterbury in 1980 and designated a living work of art by the New Zealand Art Gallery Directors Association in 1982. In 1990, then-Prime Minister Mike Moore appointed him the Wizard of New Zealand. A photo of Chanel's website shows a letter from the prime minister urging him to consider taking up such a role. (laughs) Quote, it occurs to me that you are currently the wizard of Christchurch exclusively, Moore wrote. As a loyal Christchurch MP, I am pleased that by as I am pleased about that. But as prime minister, I am concerned that your wizardry is not officially at the disposal disposal of the entire nation. He noted that this would likely carry implications in the area of spells, blessings, curses, and other supernatural matters that are beyond the competence of mere prime ministers. The prime minister was like, <laughs> I don't know. You got a-, a lot of knowledge. You got a lot of stuff hey, going on. Hey, I don't know nothing about no wizard stuff, no blessings, but you can do that. But the fact you that you better he's, come over here and do that. This is uh, this doesn't sound like that, but it does sound like like yeah, you could. <laughs> Yeah, do 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 a lot of spells and blessings. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> like a little ch- tongue and cheek. A little to tongue and cheek. Yeah, yeah. A little laugh. Like, yeah, a little bit. I don't think it was laughing. I yeah, I think it was tongue and cheek. But uh, he boasts a unique resume, though it's thinned in recent years. Some of his career highlights chronicled on the Wizards website include performing rain dances in New Zealand and Australia, Australia during droughts. Participating in protests against the demolition of heritage buildings after the 2011 Christchurch earthquakes and famously battling the company Telecom over the changing color of the city's telephone boxes in 1988. So he is doing like. <laughs> He's saying this is the hill about telephone Hyper-localized. Boxes. Yeah, yes. hyper-localized. Yeah, right. The ongoing exhibit of his life says it includes major sections on his miraculous rain dances, ingenious avoidance of the census. <laughs> The hilarious war of telecom over the uh, phone boxes, the spells cast for Canterbury Crusaders, the unusual candidates who, uh, between 1972 and 1990, stood for the Imperial British Conservatory Party in New Zealand, Australia and New Zealand. So he, like, blessed 
I can't believe they had a party called the Canterbury Crusaders. That sounds anyway. that sounds medieval as hell. That's cool. Yeah. The wizards so he's literally a wizard like Boston Crusaders. Um the wizards part in the narrowly won battle to save the earthquake damaged cathedral from being bulldozed and the mythical implication of the Queen's Service Medal awarded to the wizard. NPR reported last August that the Wizard of New Zealand was retiring and searching for a successor, though it's unclear what came from that effort. <laughs> I love these. I need a successor, and everyone's like, "I, you know what? I'll take you up on it. I'll be your successor." I mean, it sounds like it's a full time job, and it only pays fifteen grand a year. So I don't know. I do, I, do I take that, that is, up? Maybe he's. Maybe he should get on a being a wizard of those Excel sheets. Maybe he could get paid. Yeah. Um. He's too anti-corporate for that. I wonder if he had a side gig. Because all they said is that he just kind of sat in the square. <laughs> and I feel like That's he can't he just do That's that. That's he's chilling. Maybe he got like donations. Subscribe to my Patreon. In. I can <laughs> hear more from me, the wizard. I'm going to go fund me for wizardry. <laughs> I, all these newt's legs aren't going to by themselves. These newts aren't going to give me their eyes themselves. Yep. Um... The last few lines, sightings of the wizards have become more rare in recent years, according to the Guardian, which he says uh, is because the council has made him invisible and ignored his suggestions for improving tourism. <laughs> and I've lost my spell to make myself uninvisible. <laughs> they, I don't know how they've done it. <laughs> they did it. They made me invisible. <laughs> no, help. Help, help me. Uh, when asked by the newspaper whether he could, he would curse the council over its decision, the wizard said he preferred blessings. Quote, I give children happy dreams, general good health, and I want to make bureaucrats become more human. And I love women. Oh, I love <laughs> oh, please move on, wizard. Okay. All right. Anyway, we looks like we have to move on. Looks like we have to make it looks like podcast it's, go invisible now. It's yeah, time. it's the end of the podcast. I I did go over time. This was a lot a lot of news, but I had to get through for, it. We had to we had to hear about it, you know. We this both had. It was, this was a new, the news episode. It yeah. was all news in the nudes. What? In in. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of Segment City. If you enjoyed this episode, we have a bunch of other episodes, including episode one hundred, which is our This American Life parody, which we worked very hard on. We We'd appreciate if you, you listen. To... We'd appreciate if you shared it. We, yeah, you know all those good things. Check out our Twitter at Segment City, our YouTube Segment City. Um, and we would like to give a big thank you to a certain person. Thank you to Rachel Robinson. She did our intro music. She's wonderful. And we like to thank her every episode because she she's the greatest. She's just the greatest. And now, Theo, we shall end with Wikipedia's list of unusual deaths. So this week is the death of Zeuxius, a Greek painter in the 5th century B.C., he died of laughter at his portrait of the goddess Aphrodite. No way. The, <laughs> the elderly woman who commissioned it had insisted on modeling for it. Oh, my God. <laughs> I insist. Just... No, I insist. She was like, I am Aphrodite. And then he fit it. He did the entire painting. He did it without laughing. At it. I was like, <laughs> oh, what have I fucking... done? He literally died from laughing. <laughs> he held it in for so long. But anyway, that is an unusual death. And now it's the death of this episode. That's dark. That's too dark. It's, you know, well, you know, we'll, we're going to make a, make like a phoenix next episode. You know, I anticipate it. Yeah. Let's lighten up with a quick. 
Low fart. See you. All right. All right. Bye.